Hello, and welcome to this irregular, to say the least, episode of The Stat Line. And as always, I'm your host, Emmett Ross. So, I mentioned that today's episode is going to be a regular. That is because today I have no guest on. I still am planning a full show. I just couldn't find a guest in time. But I I will have a guest on next week. So, this is a one-time occurrence kind of deal. And today, if you have ever... If you listen to my old podcast, Kids Opinion Sports Talk, this is kind of what today's show is going to kind of be like, but without a guest. I'm going to go through some different stuff in the sports world and just kind of talk about it, really. So today's episode, I hope it's fun and you guys enjoy listening to it. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. I would like to remind you, you guys can send in mail to thestatlinepodcast at gmail.com and I will, you guys can submit questions. I will pick one question every week to answer on the that week's show. So if you guys want to send in questions, I will thoroughly go through and pick out the best one, go through extensive detail to give my best answer. So I think now we're going to start today's show. Uh, if you don't know about my website, it's um, I have a website now. It's uh, You can just type in the stat line Emmett Ross on your search bar, whatever it is. And you should find my website. It should probably be the first one to come up. Um, and every week I put in mock drafts, NBA power rankings, different stuff like that. And I'm going to share this week's mock draft on today's show. And I'm just going to kind of go through and explain some of my choices. So my first one, I had Trevor Lawrence, who's, in case you didn't know, quarterback out of Clemson. He's been the projected number one pick for quite a while, and it's kind of a consensus that he'll go there. 99, above 99% chance that that's going to happen. The Jets, I've been picking Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. I've I've just seen all signs pointing to the Jets getting Zach Wilson. They've gone to his pro days. Um... Everything like that. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson going to the Jets. At three, I have the 49ers picking Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Now, thinking about this, it's probably going to be a toss-up between Justin Fields and Mac Jones. I just feel that Mac Jones might be a big mistake for the 49ers. At three, they had a really good wide receiver group last year, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. And I, I just feel he everything that he does, Mac Jones, he's a good quarterback, but Justin Fields can do everything better. So I'm just going to say the 49ers pick Justin Fields. They've been to both his pro days, but they've been to all of Mac Jones as well. But it's probably going – it's pretty safe to say that one of those two are going to be there. At number four, I have my team, the Atlanta Falcons, picking Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. Assuming they don't trade back, which this is probably, um, I, I don't want to say it's likely, but it's the most likely for the one of the top picks to go. The Falcons would draft down, maybe. They got a good offer. I've seen some reports that say they might trade down 
they'd be open to trading that pick. But let's just assume that no trades happen until they do actually happen. I think Kyle Pitts is a great fit because if Justin Fields does actually not get drafted by the 49ers, he will go to the Falcons. He's not surviving after the top five unless there is a trade. So the Falcons, in case the Justin Fields does go number third like he is expected, Falcons will draft Kyle Pitts, in my opinion, because they haven't had a solid tight end since oh, Austin Hooper left a couple of years ago. And it, as good as Hayden Hurst is, he's not a long-term option. So that's why I have Kyle Pitts going number four to the Falcons. At number five, I have the Bengals picking Panay Sewell. Um, I don't have them picking wide receiver here. They did last draft in early second round. I don't think it's that necessary. I do believe they will get a wide receiver this free agency or later in the draft. I just think that protecting Joe Burrow is the number one priority. But, you know, it, it could definitely be wide receiver here or Penisoel, but I think he, he's the more likely option to go number five. This, I have my first trade in the draft. I do think that this is likely. Um, I just am trying to predict a trade here for a team that looks like it might want to go up and for a team that doesn't look like it needs that pick and could possibly go down. I have the Panthers trading up for the Dolphins. I don't I don't go into specifications on what's happening there um, because it hasn't happened yet. There's no offers that have been made to my knowledge. But I just think this could happen since the Panthers would probably like to trade up in the draft. At least I've seen multiple reports. So I have the Panthers picking Trey Lance because we already have Justin Fields gone. They don't seem interested in Max Jones. He does not seem like a good fit in Carolina. But Trey Lance does. Trey Lance is a very intriguing quarterback in this draft because he has the potential highest ceiling, but he comes with a lot of risk. He could be huge bust if he's a top 10, or he could be the next, he could be a Hall of Famer. There's so many ways. This kid's just not known very well. Uh, He only played one season at North Dakota State University, so we'll see what happens. I just think that the Panthers are really willing to take that risk right now. At the, number seven, I have the Lions. I have them picking Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. They're her best wide receiver right now. After losing Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay to free agency, they don't really have anybody at the wide receiver spot. So I think that Jamar Chase being pretty safe bet for the number one wide receiver will end up falling to the lions and hopefully he turns out well for them if that does happen at eight we have the dolphins when they traded down with the panthers like previously mentioned i have them picking Jalen waddle at a wide receiver alabama wait did i say if i said jamar chase wide receiver alabama i meant lsu i don't think i did but i'm just gonna make sure so Jalen Waddle, wide receiver at Alabama, is a probably the second wide receiver off the board just because um he had an injury prone season last year, but we already know he's gonna be good in the NFL. I just think that Devontae Smith is a little too small and a little undersized for his position. Where Jalen Waddle, I think he's physically re- more ready for the NFL than Devontae Smith is. 
And number nine of the Broncos picking Mac Jones. I don't know if this will be a bust or not. I just think that the Broncos need a new quarterback. Mac Jones is the best one available. They'll take what they can get. And number 10, the Cowboys picking the first cornerback off the board, J.C. Horn, CB out of South Carolina. I haven't really followed J.C. Horn too much. Maybe I should have. He All I've heard about him is he's going to be a top. Uh, He's going to be definitely a first-round pick. It's probably a toss-up between him and Patrick Sertain for who's the first cornerback off the board. But the Cowboys attended J.C. Horn's uh, pro day. I saw that, so I'm just going to put put the Cowboys getting J.C. Horn. At number 11, I have the Giants getting Quiddy Pay, who's an edge out of Michigan. This fits great. The Giants, their offense is going pretty good. They trust in Daniel Jones. Uh, they got a wide receiver group now, finally. Got Kenny Galladay. Tight end, Evan Ingram, running back, Saquon Barkley. Their offense is set. Their defense was already good. So, you know, just uh, adding in an edge is kind of a weak spot for them. So this can really solidify the defense. And we could see the Giants going back to when they were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I'm not saying up to that point necessarily, but we could see them make the playoffs next year. It's definitely, they're definitely going to be contenders. To make the playoffs. Uh, number 12, I have the Eagles. They traded down with the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. I'm not sure. Well, I have them picking Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Uh, I forget who they drafted last year in the draft, but he was kind of a bust. I think that uh, they just need to draft wide receivers. I think they're just going to do that until they get a good one. Um, because that's really the only position they really need on offense. They have Zach Ertz, a quarterback. They got that all settled. Um, I'm forgetting his name, of course, right now, the quarterback. But he he's started playing the end of last year. Their defense, uh, that's always been pretty mediocre. It might be better than normal, but I think that wide receiver is definitely a problem they need to address. 13, I have the Chargers picking Patrick, Patrick Sertain. Remember, it was a toss-up between those two. Their Chargers need a cornerback, which is weird saying, but after losing Desmond King, they should probably get a cornerback number two. Um, Number 14, I have the Vikings picking Jeremiah. Sorry if I butcher this last name. Ousu Karamoa. He's a linebacker out of Notre Dame. And I think the Vikings linebacker is definitely the biggest problem inside or outside. And... I know it's kind of crazy him going ahead of Micah Parsons, but uh, I don't know. NFL draft's crazy. Uh, Next pick, I actually do have the Patriots getting Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. Um, I I think that the Patriots, they have a couple of problems they can address, but they have 10 picks in this draft. So they'll just uh, get this player who has somehow fallen to 15. Um. Yeah, I, this just has Bill Belichick written all over. I, I think that they'll get Micah Parsons. They could get a cornerback, a quarterback. I mean, it might be a reach for one, but they don't really need one, especially since they just got uh, they got Cam Newton in ex- one-year extension. Next pick, I have 16. We're halfway through. We have uh, the Cardinals picking Greg Newsom, cornerback Northwestern. Uh, I think I have three cornerbacks going in seven picks. This might seem a little crazy, but I, th- I think Greg Newsom. I-, I think the Cardinals have had their eye on him for quite a while. 
Next one, another cornerback, of course. Uh, I have the Raiders picking Caleb Farley. Don't worry, I don't think I have another cornerback going this first round. Uh, out of Virginia Tech, that is, the cornerback position is so rich. There's so many good players in this draft. I think they're going to go really early, really quick. So I have Caleb Farley going for the Raiders, and he's a perfect scheme fit, too. With the Dolphins picking Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. They need, uh, well, they already had a pick earlier, like I said, picking, uh, they, I had them picking Jalen Waddell, and that kind of, that improves their um, passing game. They've already had a pretty good passing game for a while, but now they need to address their running game, and Tevin Jenkins is the best rush, um, run blocker in this draft, so I have them picking him. And I have the first safety off the board, finally, Tevin Mohrig. I'm not sure how you say that, but it's M-O-M-O-E-H-R-I-G. I think it's Mohrig. Safety out of TCU. He's definitely the best safety in this draft. And Washington, this is their biggest need. Bears, I've been picking Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia. Um, the Bears just need to protect Andy Dalton. Because he's going to be their quarterback next year. It's known in football that he's not necessarily the great quarterback, number one, uh, QB1. So I think if they can just help him, I think that's what they should try to do this draft. I think that's what they will do. Another offensive tackle off the board, we have Walker Little out of Stanford. I think, um, you know, he might be a sleeper a little bit. Uh, Definitely a great pass protector which is what the Colts need after getting Philip um, Rivers. He just retired. Uh, Carson Wentz, there we go. I think they're going to address Carson Wentz this draft, try to help him. And that leads me to pick number 22. I have the Titans picking Asante Samuel. Oh, I'm sorry. I talked too early. Quarterback out of Florida State. Um, This is the last quarterback in this first round, I promise. Uh, I... I just think that he's a good fit with the Titans. Big need. There's just a big need for cornerbacks in the NFL right now. At 23, I have the Jets picking Rondale Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. He, Rondale Moore is, I watched him because I'm a Iowa Hawkeyes fan. So I watched him when he was in Purdue. He smoked Iowa every single game. And I hope that NFL GMs and stuff see that he, is he could possibly be the best wide receiver in this draft. That's a hot take, but I think it's has he has the potential to be the best in this draft. 24 of the Steelers picking Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson. He has had – it's really Najee Harris or Travis Etienne being the first running back, and it's going to go to the Steelers. I know that's probably going to be the first team to get a running back. I think it's going to be Travis Etienne over Najee Harris. Yes, Najee Harris had a better year last year. Yeah, nearly 2,000 yards. He had a really good season last season. But Travis Etienne has his whole college career, four years, where he's been the starter. He's done great. I think Travis Etienne is going to be better. He's more solid than uh, Najee Harris. He's proved more, in my opinion. In college, at twenty-five, I have the Jags. They're picking their second time. I've them picking Jalen Phillips, edge out of Michigan. 
Um, they kind of need to address the edge, and I, I think Jalen Phillips is the best one off the board. Next, we have an edge, Aziz Ojulari, uh, edge out of Georgia. They're Browns. Uh, now thinking about it, they probably or won't be picking an edge since they just got Jadeveon Clowney, you know, Miles Garrett. But that I made this mock draft before that happened, so I apologize. I believe if they do get someone here, it's not going to be an edge anymore. Um, but it's definitely going to be defense, maybe a safety. I would say the Browns maybe a safety at 26. 27, Ivan Edge, Gregory Roseu out of uh, Miami, Florida. He had a really solid season, but kind of fell off the boards a little bit when some other people rise. And the Ravens, they always add on to their defense, and I think that's just what they'll do this draft as well. 28, I have the Saints picking Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. Tulsa, um, after not many good guys being left at this point, they just need to address their best position their most needed position, which would be linebacker. At 29, I have the Packers picking, you guessed, a linebacker. Nick Bolton, linebacker out of Missouri, he had a really good pro day, and I think that's what's going to bump him into the first round. If he falls to the Packers at 29, that'd be great for them. And, uh, yeah. At 30, I have the Bills picking Pat Fryermuth, a tight end out of Penn State, second tight end going in this draft. I think that two will go. Uh, two tight ends will go. And really, the Bills, their defense is solid all around. Wide receiver group, good. Running backs, they're fine there. Quarterback, they're fine. O-line, they're great. So, tight ends really the only position they need to address. At 31, I have the Chiefs speaking Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle out of Texas. They cut a couple of guys in offseason, which makes it look like they'll pick a O-lineman. At and the last pick in the first round, I have Alim McNeil, defensive tackle out of NC State. Uh, the Bucks are always looking to add on to their defense, just like the uh, Ravens and S. Dan Quinn, as former Falcons head coach did. I think that's what they'll do here, just adding a defensive tackle, which is their weakest spot on the defense, just to help solidify them as future Super Bowl contenders. Um. And that's all I have for my mock draft. Uh, that If you want to check out the draft, I would like to remind you guys that is in a little under two weeks. It starts April 29th, 2021. Okay, um, and before we head into our first break, well, our only break, technically those themes are both true, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what low-ranked teams can make the jump into playoff contenders. So that means teams that do not make the playoffs this year who have the potential to make the playoffs next year. Okay, let's see. So my first one, uh, I have the 49ers. They had some huge injuries. They had uh, Richard Sherman, um, Nick Bosa, all these people that haven't... um. All these people that were injured last year. George Kittle missed a couple of times. Uh, he was gone quite a while. I think that they were kind of injury prone. And they will be able to be reach the playoffs this year. It, they just had... Um, 
I guess they had bad luck last year. Um, okay, my next one. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties uh, getting my site to work right now. Don't worry, it's just internet problems. It's fine. I think at number two, I had the Minnesota Vikings. Um, oh, here we go. I got this going. Yep, number two, I had the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they just high-caliber team, just some injuries of Delvin Cook. You know, just that addition of Delvin Cook being gone. You know, his dad died. Uh, he had some injuries last year. And I think that he brings so much to this Vikings team. That's that's why they did not make the playoffs last year. Um, So I think that if he's healthy next year, they should be playoff. They should be in the playoffs. So I think at number three, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, flat out bad luck there. They were eight and eight. Uh, but JJ Watt, great addition. The number one, I think by most people, the number one free agent this offseason. They added him. And I, I think they could go 10 6, 9 7. Just a winning record. I think it's pretty. Uh, I think there's a consensus that this team will have a winning record next season. Um, we only have five. Um, number four, we have the Miami Dolphins. They were ten and six last year, but still no playoffs. So that's kind of tough for them. Um, I think with the number six pick, they should be able. They'll probably add in a good wide receiver, or a tackle, or something like that. And then they could even be a Super Bowl contender at that point. Uh, yeah, they would just be. There were. Really good last year, but they just had some bad luck. I mean, going 10-6, and six, not making the playoffs, is like, that's insane. That usually does not happen. If they go 10-6 and six next year, I can almost guarantee they will make the playoffs. So, my last one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the number one pick, new head coach, young quarterback. What's not to be excited about? They have a decent defense, and then they added a lot of stuff this offseason season. Uh, with their uh, big cap space. So, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fans, don't get down just because you were the worst team in the NFL last season. Uh, you have a lot of bonuses to look on to next season. So, um, I think that wraps up the first half of today's show here on the stat line. listeners it's Emmett from the stat line and my friend Oscar is here to tell you about his podcast the rap yes uh, my name is Oscar and I have a podcast called the rap it stands for the reptilian and aquatic podcast it's where I either talk about a type of reptile or a type of aquatic animal um also I currently have a contest going on uh you can send me any type of animal at all. Uh, well, any animal, yeah, at all. Uh, just send it in at OscarTheRap at gmail.com. 
no caps, I repeat, oscarthrap at gmail.com. Any type of animal at all, not prehistoric, <laughs> has to be living. Yeah, you guys can check out Oscar's podcast at the r.a.p. That is the rap. Welcome back to the stat line. As you know, I'm your host, Emmett Ross, and we kind of finished up our, uh, we kind of just finished up our NFL talk. We're going to get a little bit into NBA now. I'm going to go to my NBA power rankings for, I believe, two weeks ago. It's been a while since I've updated those. I'll have new ones out next week, but let's go to my NBA power rankings. At number one, I have the Nets. Um, I have them there. I think I'm, I would probably keep them there. Just because they have so many good players. Harden, KD, Kyrie, Blake Griffin. Marcus Aldridge just retired. He had only been there a couple of weeks. So it's not that big losing him. I still think that they are the best just because of how good they are. But the Jazz, every day in my opinion, are getting closer and closer to the number one spot. Which makes at number two, the Jazz, they're good. But the Nets are so, so good. With their players. At number three, I have the Suns. Um, you know, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, this is just another super team, and they've really stepped it up the, these next these last couple of weeks. Number four, I have the Bucks. They have the Greek freak. They have so many other great players that this is this team is stacked and they've been playing at a high level. Number five, I have the Lakers. Um they're expecting to get AD back any day. They had they've been having dominant wins even without them. LeBron maybe a week or two before they get him back, but they're expecting to get AD back soon. And they've been dominating even without those two. And number six, I have the 76ers. Um the Lakers and Suns just went up in my mock draft. Uh just went up in my power rankings. Uh they haven't been doing bad. I think that the Lakers and Suns have just been doing better. At number seven, I have the Nuggets. Um, it's because they they've been having a couple of good wins recently. They've been they had seven straight wins after adding Aaron Gordon. They had a loss or two, but they've been on fire as of late. At number eight, I have the Clippers. They've fallen a little bit because they haven't been in con- they haven't been consistent. As I like to say, they've been consistently inconsistent this entire season. And number nine, I have the Mavericks, um, because Luka Doncic, he had, I don't know how he had that game winner, his feet weren't even set, he was like jumping forwards and it still went in, that dude can hit any game winner, so I think as long as he's playing good, the Mavericks will be playing good. At number 10, I have the Blazers, I have them picking, uh, not picking, I'm sorry, I have them there. Uh, they've been doing good. That's all I can really say. They've been, they're basically the opposite of the Clippers. They have been consistent the entire season. You know what to expect from these guys. Number 11, ooh, I had the Raptors because they beat the Warriors 53. It looks like I jumped to conclusions. 
they've not been doing good since. Uh, I maybe put them around 20 now. I probably just jumped to conclusions. Uh, at number 12, I have the Heat. Um, no, Oladipo. As I like to say, he is just a cherry on this Sunday. You know how, like, when you're getting ice cream, it's already great. But when you add that cherry, it's just even better. That's kind of what the addition of Victor Oladipo was. The Hawks, I have them at 13 because they are on a roll. Number 14, I have the Pacers. Um, They're just, as I put it on my website, they are the picture of mediocrity. At number 15, I have the Knicks. They have a couple of losses. They have... They were doing good. They had a couple losses, a couple wins. They're, in my opinion, they're, they are the number 15 seed. I don't think you can have anything that will make them go above that, or you can say anything that will make him go below. Number 16 of the Celtics, they just have, they've been on, I don't know what they've been doing. They've been losing games that they should be winning. These are not the Celtics we've seen the last couple of years, but I know they, I think they just picked up a win, which is good. Uh, at number 17, I have the Hornets. They dropped a little bit because they lost LaMelo Ball for the season. Number 18, I have the Pelicans. They got Isaiah Thomas. Nope, not from the Pistons, not the 59-year-old. We have the one who uh, who played for the Celtics a couple years ago, but they aren't expected to pick him back up. So they might fall a little bit again. I just... I think Isaiah Thomas is a great addition, and I don't know why they're not keeping him. But they must have the reasons. At number 19, I have the Thunder. Uh, they got a couple of wins, so that's why I really... At the bottom of mine, it really varies a lot because these teams are pretty even on how bad they are. So, really, um, if you get a couple of wins, you'll go up to about 20 or 18 he had a couple losses. You'll go back to 25 or under. That's just how how it works in the NBA. Um, at number 20, I have the Kings. They they are like a worse version of the Clippers, where they aren't consistent, but they are have more losses. Like the Clippers, I would say they lose to teams they shouldn't lose to, but at least they win most games. The Kings will lose to teams that they should beat, but uh, more often than the Clippers will. And they don't have anyone to say, like, hey, we have Paul George, or hey, we have whatever, uh, Kawhi Leonard. They can't really say that. Number 21, I have the Grizzlies. Uh, No explanation. They're just number 21 for me. At number 22, I have the Spurs. They fell 10. Marcus Aldridge was that important? They haven't. I don't think they've gotten a, maybe even a win. Um, I don't know why they got rid of him then. Number twenty-three. I have the Wizards. Uh, they have potential. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Bradley Beal. I don't know what's going wrong in DC, but hopefully they can fix that. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's off days. Uh, well, I mean, not off days, like, not working out. I mean, like, off days where, like, they haven't been playing their best. 24, I have the Magic. They've won a couple of games or two. 25, Bulls. They have, they've gotten close games, but they just can't pull it out. Number 26, I have the Pistons. 
they don't really have much talent on the roster, so that's why they're so low. 27 of the Cavaliers. Uh, I don't really have a reason here either. 28, I have the Warriors. Um, they fall a lot because of that Raptors loss. I might put them up a little bit higher just because they might be riding on morale right now because of how good Steph Curry's been playing. Number 29, Timberwolves. Uh, they're bad, but they do have potential. Rockets have them at 30 because they're bad, but they don't have as much potential as the Timberwolves do. I could see if they draft, if they get some picks. Right now, I don't. I think the Timberwolves have some of the uh, stuff they need to pull out wins. They have Anthony Edwards, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. So they could be pulling out these wins. They're just not. They're still bad. But the Rockets, they're another level of bad. They're bad, and they don't have the stuff it needs to pull out a win. Um, next, I'm going to talk about uh, this weekend's games and my predictions for each one of them. So I'm just pulling up that right now. But while I am, I would like to remind you guys, you can send in questions to the Statline Podcast. Every week, I'll pick a question, and then I'll go over it, um, give my best answer, come back on the show. And at the end of my episode, I will answer the question so please send in that to the statline podcast at gmail.com. That is all lowercase. And remember, you guys don't just have to send in questions there. You guys can also send in listener mail, a compliment, you want to give me feedback, anything, you guys can do that. So uh, let's go to the NBA. Okay, so our first game we're going to Saturday. We have Jazz Lakers. This should be a really good one. The Lakers might be able to get Anthony Davis back. We're not sure. The Jazz, I think they're just so on fire right now. With the Lakers not having Anthony Davis or LeBron with this, I think if they had one, it would be a 50-50. But since they don't have either of those, they don't have that firepower, I think the Jazz will win. I put it maybe a 10-point game. Uh, A different one, we have a worse game, Pistons-Wizards. I think that the Pistons uh, really... Don't have much. They don't have morale right now. The Wizards, they at least have Russell Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal. So my next game, I have Cavaliers-Bulls. I think that the Cavaliers probably have a better chance at winning this just because I believe in the power of Colin Sexton. That dude is that he, when he is good, he is one of the best in the NBA. So I think the Cavaliers might be able to win. If Colin Sexton has a better game. If not, it's a 50-50. So I think it's most likely going to be the Cavaliers. It might be. This might be close. Maybe 5 or 10 point game. Next game, I have Warriors-Celtics. This one really depends. Uh, how. How. I think this really just depends on the Warriors. Maybe. Uh, if Steph Curry has a good game. If everything goes right for the Warriors, I think this should be a domination of the Celtics. But if everything goes wrong, then the Celtics... Well, I think if the Warriors have a good game, it's going to be a domination. But I think if they have a bad game, it's going to be a domination. They're either going to get dominated or dominate. But I think that the Celtics may be, uh, be able to pull out this game, I don't know why, I just feel that the Warriors aren't going to be on their A game this game, 
So I think the Celtics should probably dominate then. 15 to 20 points uh, differential. Next game, we have Grizzlies-Bucks. I think that the Grizzlies uh, may have not played to expectations. They're sitting just about at 500. And I think that the Bucks they've been doing much better this season. They have Giannis, all these players that are great. I think that this might be a, another domination. It could be, even be a, I say, a 20 to 25-point game. Next one, I have Suns-Spurs. The Spurs really don't have much other than DeMar DeRozan. And the Suns, they have uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Suns have been on fire as of late. The Spurs have been the exact opposite. So I, th- I think the Suns definitely uh, are sitting at the power position in this game. So at the next one, as I'm waiting this to load, uh, I would just like to remind you guys, you guys can check out my website for my latest mock draft, NBA power rankings, or any other things. If you just type it, the stat line Emmett Ross into your search bar, should be the first one to pop up. But in case you do not have that, um, uh, it's the statline podcast dot wix site dot com slash my dash site. That's it. Um, sorry for that being so long. If you guys want to write that down, I'll say it again. The statline podcast dot wix site dot com slash my dash site. And that is all lowercase. Um, so. We're going to get into Sunday's action. Oh, uh, no games on this date. So, I guess I'll talk a little bit about any other NBA stuff. Um, I I think that the Lakers right now, I think that they might not be, they might not do good in the playoffs. They're kind of soon. With LeBron and AD not playing, um, for a while, these teams may be able to beat the Lakers, get better morale, and once they they come back for uh, playoff time, these other teams may be doing beyond such a role right now that even if they do have LeBron in AD, it might not matter. That's just my thoughts on one thing in the NBA. Remember, if you guys have thoughts on something, you guys can send that into the styling podcast at gmail.com. That'd be great to uh, get some listener mail and... I'll remember I'll read your question on the show. But as of this show, the show is over here on the stat line. I am sorry. I think I was playing the wrong stuff. My bad. I'll get that all set up. Okay, and here we go. Music for the stat line was created by Forrest Huskinfeld and yours truly. Again, sorry for that mix.